Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. All right, folks, <clears throat> let's go ahead and keep it moving. Oh, people, COVID-19 has been very, very bad. I don't need to tell you that. That's obvious. But on the bright side, it hasn't wiped out 99.9% of the population, with the remaining half being won over by an evil but groovy homeless guy. Just <laughs> walking down the street. <laughs> hey, cool cats. The walking dude. The walking dude. The, the fact that he even uses the, the moniker of dude is dated. He's groovy, man. <laughs> What's up, dude? Are you evil? <laughs> Hang with me. But... That scenario is very familiar to some people out there. For those who have read Stephen King's 1978, what they call classic masterpiece mm -hmm. novel, The Stand. Stephen King described it as, he says, you know what, it's, it's the Lord of the Rings, if I do say so myself. Modern Lord of the Rings, sure. if you will. Yeah, yeah, his Lord of the Rings. Okay. His, hey, look, it's my Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I didn't like that one, so I made my own. <laughs> now no, talk about a tree for two and a half pages. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can accept that. Yeah. Who needs a, who needs a goddamn golem walking around when I got <laughs> cool-ass walking dude? Yeah. <laughs> Crackheads and shit. But in this book, uh, that's the scenario right there. 99.9% .9 of the world was wiped out by what they call Captain Trips, a super flu. And the immune people, uh, they, the, those survivors out there, half of them are seeing this, uh, this, this, this evil but smooth-ass dude that's telling everybody, hey, you want to do drugs and have sex and party and I don't even kill people all day? Hang with me. Meet me in Vegas. He meet me in Vegas. Uh, you can go hang out with that old black bitch over there. Uh, Mother Abigail, who ain't nothing but like old Harriet, apocalyptic Harriet uh, Tubbs. <laughs> yeah. She's down with God. Yeah, God. Yeah, you can go in there and hang out with that old slave woman if you want to. I mean, you know, if you want to do boring shit like have meetings all day and <laughs> work and shit. <laughs> and be cooperative. Yeah, be, you know. And be, you know, be rebuild society if that's your thing. Yeah. Well, you can be, you can rebuild society in that boring shit over there. Or you can rebuild society in this 24-hour party that we got going on over here. Hoes and cocaine all day. Who's with me, right? Right? I mean, I might crucify you if you fuck up, but just don't fuck up. Be cool. Get as much cocaine ass you want and all day. how cool will it be to watch somebody get crucified, huh? Exactly. Shit, that's actually doing somebody a favor. You got a pool out there with people who kill each other with chainsaws and shit. That's badass, right? Yeah, come hang with me, man. Come hang with me. Um... You know, this was a TV movie back in 1994. And 
look, you can just talk about how authentic it was to the book all day long, but it has not aged very well. From Stephen King, the master of suspense, comes his all-time bestseller. Containment breach! We've had a major containment breach! Use the manual gate override, Campion! Do it now! Campion! You have to call the shit! <laughs> <laughs> gate is wide open. You invited me to leave. Yeah, I I appreciate that anytime I see it. (laughs) A deadly virus released by... stuck to the wall? That's what he said. You didn't... You're not... He got suction cups on his head. Like Like Spider-Man. He got bitten by a radioactive spider right before before, before he died. (laughs) For no mistake, a frantic military willing to stop at nothing to cover up the terrible truth. So-called super flu does not exist. What did you do? What did you people do? As the plague sweeps out of control, a nation erupts, society crumbles. Shit, that looks like today. (laughs) Hey, what's the difference? It's amazing how little money they were willing to put into these things. Oh. (laughs) It just looks so cheap. This shit... This shit looks like one of those educational films that yes. they show you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they show you at school or comes on like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Sweeps out of control. Hey, Looney's not cool, people. <laughs> <laughs> Society crumbles. Dance on the cop cars. It's not. <laughs> End is here. <laughs> Jesus, got him. Got him. Sweep the <laughs> That fool just got through the karate kid. <laughs> Worked. Now, all that remains. Jesus oh, no. Christ. Did that turn into claymation for a little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah these claymations cheap. Yeah. Actually, no. That was CG. It's just real cheap, <laughs> fake-ass looking CG. <laughs> turn oh. into one of those Halloween masks to get the grocery store. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Yeah, man. As I said, did not age well at all but now with the real pandemic happening what perfect time to get it up to date (laughs) people we have on cbs all access we were given all access to six episodes of this nine episode series and i'm pretty sure they're not going to have another season i'm pretty sure gonna wrap it up well maybe not maybe not yeah i don't know maybe we'll see i'm surprised they only gave us six i mean it's like only three more just just give us a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think what they want to do is Stephen King wrote the last the last episode. Okay. And I don't know if that's the conclusion of it. I don't know if they have another season. But uh oh the, I also I read that they they've <laughs> changed things from the novel for the ending. No, that's what I was gonna say. The ending has always been stupid. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's what I'm a, saying. You had him to come in and write another ending. I'm yeah. like, oh boy, perfect choice for yeah. Stephen King. It's not even like, a, it's not even the real ending. It's just the climax of it. And they have like a long ass uh, prologue after that. But, um, I mean, sorry, they have a long ass epilogue, epilogue, epilogue after that. But, uh, yeah, there's a, the climax of the of the novel is stupid. They even changed it for the, the TV series Man, a little I, bit. I do not remember what the ending was. i tell you after we're done. It's, okay. it's bad. It's, 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 it's I mean, you remember it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you yeah, yeah. said. It. It's a Stephen King book, so the ending being bad is likely. Yeah. So they said he wrote the last episode. Now, does that mean that it concludes? I don't know. But they said that they made it different because everybody agrees that the ending or the big climax in here is not that good. 
But we didn't get that far, but we will tell you about the majority of the episodes that we saw, which is enough to make an opinion about this. Let's go ahead and watch the trailer for CBS All Access, the 2020 version of The Stand, and we'll be back with our review. The world is now a blank page. Make your stand. Didn't they just use that shit for something else? Another end of the world movie? Yes. Songbird. Yeah. Songbird. Yeah, baby, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) They try to do what Jordan Peele tries to do. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm scared. Me too. Where will we go? Welcome to the Boulder Free Zone. Stu Redman. Which one of you is Larry Underwood? How do you know who I am? How do you think? Mother Abigail? All I know is that we dreamed of her and she was real. She brought us all together to keep us safe in these uncertain times. My message to you. I know you feel him. Calls himself the dark man. Mostly I just see his wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is is stopper. (laughs) He turned into that that squirrel that ate the front minute. It was like my man was on stage doing, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, it was my man on stage trying to get the audience to don't worry. Mother <laughs> told us that there are two sides to the world. There's the good, and then there's a deep well of darkness. Kid Rock back there scared. Did you see, <laughs> <laughs> see my man hugging the wall back there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, to the bar. <laughs> There's bitter days ahead. Death and terror. The dark man grows stronger every day. And soon he'll destroy all who stand against him. The world is now a blank page. And it is there. You must make your stand. (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) Won't you come on home? We're worried. They they do this thing in in the series where if you are a fan of the, the the novel at all, especially if you read the uh, unabridged version, which is like a thousand something pages, it is. Yeah, it's and a tome. I, yeah, and I and I read that when I read that, I actually read that pretty quick because I was into the book. Um, I'm going to this and letting you know this is one of my favorite Stephen King novels. Uh, but 
as time has passed, I'm going to be fair with that and not let that actually cloud the review of the of the of the series, mm. and not let it cloud my review on how the story itself has aged over time. Because uh, one of the things that you'll notice, if you are a fan of the book, uh, right off the bat, they already start with these characters mingling with each other. It's done out of order. It's done out of time. And so they do a lot of flashbacks. They do a lot of back and forth. Uh, it can be a hmm. little, little jarring at first. Again, especially if you go into this expecting like uh, a, a, a very straightforward telling of the narrative. Um, after a while, uh, I got used to it. Doesn't mean they always did it well the whole time. And I just I, I read why they did it. Did you read the book? You read this book, right? Yeah, I read it back in high school. Yeah, and then and uh, I love this novel. I read it, but so I went in expecting like a, a straightforward narrative. But uh, I got used to it after a while. <clears throat> what they were doing, but I don't I don't think it always worked. Now I'll tell you, one of the things that did work with them putting this out of order is that they get right into Captain Trips, the uh, mm-hmm. the disease. And one of the things that you keep reading the book, and it's, unless you've seen some illustrations from the book, and they do have illustrations of Bernie Wrightson. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, there's, a, there's a series of uh, illustrations that the comic book artist, Stephen King said, this is my favorite comic book artist, a guy named Bernie Wrightson. He actually, maybe we'll post it up later. I'll show you after the review. But uh, he, he wanted him to come in and uh, illustrate some of this. Unless you've seen those illustrations, you, can, you only read about the illness. And they didn't, they didn't really get it right in the uh, TV version. You know, people would just, people look like they had a cold. People just, you know, in the, in the TV version, people just, they were just sweaty and, uh, and coughing. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, and plus it was TV. Yeah. So they couldn't get as graphic with it. Because if you read about it, it's graphic, man. And this gets to the nastiness of it, man. The, the moment it opens, they got a little uh, prologue, and then uh, it opens to them opening up a church, and you see all these people that were praying but died in there. And they got those... Uh, they got those George Lucas necks right there. You know? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the pouch. Right. It's the pouch. It's the pouch. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, they got everybody in there got like those those, oh, those snot damn. pouches in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, man, when you when you when you look at it, everybody's got like they got like uh especially the, the dead look better than the living because the living are still talking and they got like snot mustaches and snot goatees and uh they don't flinch at that man it's one thing to be kind of uh scared by it but it's it's disgusting and that's that's as it should be they got mm. that down to a t could have said something. <laughs> and move over, pal. <laughs> There's no shame, son. No, sir. I was an EMT 26 years. I thought we'd see my share of death, but this, 
Seven billion people dead. You want to puke, son? You go right ahead. I'm fine. Need a minute. No, you ain't fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Need a minute, sir. I'll say okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you looking at your own vomit right now. You, you ain't fine, man. Oh, that guy. He has like the whole breather mask. He's got like a little mask. Oh, no, <laughs> not preventing the smell. <laughs> yeah, that that's Harold Lawson. Is that Lauder. La- La- what is it? Lauder. Lauder. La- Harold Lauder. He's uh, yeah, he's he's one of the antagonists of the story. You'll get into that later. But that's the thing. They introduce you to this guy immediately. They introduce you to this scene that happens much later in the story. But at the same time, it's something that could probably pull people in. Yeah, it did for me. It, did, it pulled me in. It didn't throw me off. Well, I was watching with my wife, and she was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened here? So I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. One of the things they said is they said they didn't want to go in and just concentrate on death and, the, and make a big apocalyptic story. What they want to do is they want to get right into the characters because that's really the selling point of the story. That is the strongest part of the book. Yeah. I mean, with, with any Stephen King book, he writes characters <clears throat> so well. You just, you, 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 you're, you're with them, you fall in love with them, yeah. you, you hurt, you, you, it, it kills you when some of them die. Yeah. Yep. It's just some of his plots, you're like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I wouldn't even say that he writes good characters all the time. He writes characters with like very specific, weird or different traits. Because in this, if you haven't read the book, uh, it's dealing with central characters who come together <clears throat> on the, and you get a lot of variety on, the, on, on both sides, but like on the good side, you got an East Texas guy, just, hey, just a good old boy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got a musician who was about to hit it big until the, uh, the pandemic hit or the virus hit, and nobody knows who he is now. You got a, 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 a deaf mute you have a mentally challenged big guy, uh, Tom Cullen. Uh, you have uh, a, a girl, Franny, who has lost her family and has to deal with uh, Harold's crazy ass because she was uh, his babysitter and he's in love with her. And apparently and he, all he does is wallow in self-pity all day. Uh, so, you know, you, you and then they run across other people. Uh, Professor played by, what's his name? Uh, uh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Uh, and then, of course, his mother, Abigail, who is played by Whoopi Goldberg. On the bad side, you got uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who plays the walking dude. And the, uh, we'll talk about some of the characters that he has on his end. Uh, what, like Nat Wolf? Nat Wolf, yeah. What was Nat Wolf's uh, name? Lloyd, Lloyd something. Yeah, I have, I have to look at these names in a little bit. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot of characters. Thing is, all these characters have, again, a specific trait. There's one of them, two of them that are just kind of like, ah, oh, there's not much interesting going on with you. But he does have a way of writing these characters into intricate plots. And if you don't even like the characters and you kind of like seeing what's going to happen when they get together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, that's one of the things I, that I have to say about the story when I first read it. Uh, I've complained about this before, and I still stick to this but I said Stephen King is not a racist but he does not understand black characters uh, he sees them in stereotypes if you look at his past movies I, again I, 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 I said this people got mad I don't give a fuck because he does that I mean you look at The Green Mile sure. if you look at oh, yeah. if you look at Creepshow 2 they even describe a homeless drifter as hey there's some black dead guy right here um, 
Yeah, you people know. love people love the Green Mile, but I have a problem yeah. watching. Yeah, that movie. I, after a while, I, I had to admit, like, you know what? Because I used to love the Green Mile too, and I was like, oh, he's such a great story too. I can let this go. I'm like, nah, man, fuck this. I like it's a not only is it a stereotype, it's a big fucking stereotype. Yeah. yeah, it's not only stereotypes, or it just doesn't know what to do with them. Yes, yeah. because I'm also like thinking of it, and that was like the most boring character. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know, know, I know, he, he's the main character, but he's the most boring he, 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 character. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, with uh, Larry Underwood here, I read an interview with K- Stephen King where you know he didn't write this character as black, uh, and they they cast him as black. He was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I wish I thought of that." Well, that's the thing with this character here. See, in the stand, look, it's it's a little problematic. You got mm. a bunch of white people who survived who are going to hang out. Like I said, with the Harriet Tubman of the uh, of the apocalypse, this mm-hmm. old slave woman, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God's told me to get y'all together. And I'm like, you know, fuck that, man. That's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest scene with black people in that book is where a bunch of black dudes who are wearing loincloths for some reason get together and broadcast themselves at the end of the world executing white people. They call it a black junta. So I've always had a problem with this book. So wow. I, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, they just yeah. It's a you can look it up online. They no, actually I have the paragraph right there. You. Yeah, he described it like that. This black junta, hunter, uh, hunter. There you yeah. go. I am the hunter. But this right here, he he uh, he decides to go with diversity, or, the, or at least the the producers decide yeah, to be right. go with more diversity right here. More diversity with the survivors. You see all types in the background, which is cool. But I like that they changed uh, the character of Larry Underwood. Uh, Larry Underwood played by uh, what, how you say Yovan Adepo Yovan <clears throat> yeah, Adepo yeah yeah Yovan yeah, Adepo yeah, yeah. here Jovan Adepo yeah man Who, which I, I didn't recognize him as the kid from Fences he's a kid from Fences yeah he was in that German uh, zombie flick uh, Overlord uh, Overlord yeah that was him in that okay. yeah he's a he's act man he is great in this he is he is as a matter of fact he looks so much like a friend of mine it threw me off but yeah he is really good in this shit if he was light skinned he looked like a younger you <laughs> I don't know about that but. <laughs> yeah I see some parts of me about you in there man but he he's my favorite character in this series right here and it's funny because don't have sex with number white women. It's almost like it's almost like Stephen King. That's why he's your favorite. Yeah, that's why, yeah. it's almost like Stephen King gave him appropriations. <laughs> You're like, let me make up for this book and give, give you all the white women. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry to what I did for y'all, but uh, yeah, he's actually. I mean, taking the race out of it, I'm not even worried about. But no, that. he's an interesting character because, in as much as him, we we open with him being a singer and pretty much a drug addict who's like a coke fiend. Yep, and he's he's kind of shady. He's, he, but but through this, all this is going on, he becomes a better person. Yeah, th- that's why that makes him the most interesting character. Because I'm going to tell you, man, I think that when you look at this, some of these characters on the good side, they're likable, but they're not completely all that interesting. Uh, James Marsden, who was actually good in this, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his character, Stu Redman, just a good old boy from Texas who happens not to be one of the, from East Texas. Who happens to not be one of the racist ones? That's, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to be fair. <laughs> I mean, it's a fantasy, so okay, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, but he's good, but that's his character. He's just yeah. a good guy. That's yeah. it. He's just laid back and easy, and people like him, and that's cool, man. If they, I'll tell you what, if they made a modern-day Andy Griffith show, he could be Andy Griffith. <laughs> you know, he's just likable. That's it. That's his character. Likable. Yeah. Uh, and even the the casting is a little weird with that too. I like him, but he hooks up with the uh, the character of Franny, and Franny's played by Odessa Young. She, 
James Marsden is 47 years old. She's 22, if I looked that up correctly. Well, yeah, but if you go by 1978, that wasn't a big deal. And if you go by the apocalypse, it's like, well, fuck, what am I going to exactly. do? Exactly. <laughs> you know? and, and what was she going to get with weirdo? No, hell no. <laughs> she told Harold, like, I, will, I don't love you and I will never love you. <laughs> oh, you just make me crazier. <laughs> You know, the thing about Harold, what I do remember from the book was how he seemed like like he was kind of like a like a fat kid. He was a fat kid who ate payday all day. Yeah, yeah. And he had pimples and everything. Yeah. So updating him to make him not, he's more, you know, lanky and tall. But this actor really, he brings the creep factor in a way that feels updated. I'm like, he's this this kid, he's he's more of an Elliot Rogers kind of person. And he reminds me of people we've met. At times. Yeah, Go- Owen Teague. <laughs> I'm not going to say the right names, but <laughs> but if you, look, if you look in the background over there, I'm not I'm not saying that as anybody. But you see some green over there. No, I'm just, I'm just nah. You know, this is Owen Teague, man. Owen Teague. He looks like Jim Carrey's crazy little brother. He, he does. <laughs> like you had Jim Carrey who took his crazy and used it to do comedy. He took his crazy and used it to do death. I mean, he's just short of going, all righty then. Yeah. <laughs> Before like killing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but those moments where he's all being Mr. Happy, Mr. Friendly, and the minute somebody looks away, he's like, yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... That's the thing about it, man. Uh, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm not nitpicking anything. Like, I, you know, it's the apocalypse shit. You know, if there's, I, I if, there, if, there's, if there's any time to get with a young chick, it's then. You know, you ain't got no excuse. Uh, it's just the good people in, the, in, the, in this show, the good people are just okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're normal, and they're not all that interesting, to be honest with you. And I'm, and I'm trying to think about that in the book, because I think in the book they got deeper with them, and I'm not trying to use really? the book against I, it. Because I, I, I remember feeling the same way with the book. It was like, eh, okay, they're, yeah. they're, they're just good. Yeah, that's it, people. They're just good, and they don't talk, they don't call shit, and they're just neighborly in this mm-hmm. new uh, 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 environment that they have, uh, which is fine. They're likable. Now, when you get to Las Vegas, woo, shit, <laughs> there was, if you, what's that? Well, go ahead and finish your sentence. I was just I, I, saying. I, I was going to say something to that. If you, listen, if you ever want to live the bad guy of the apocalypse cliche or stereotype that you see in a movie, then Las Ve- welcome home. Las yeah. Vegas is they, the place to be. They collected it from every other movie and poured it into this one casino. Because, I, look, I, I'm not going to bullshit. I, I was Kind of digging this. I like I like how it's been updated. It's it's very much like they took cues from The Walking Dead, except it felt like they had purpose. I was liking all the characters better. Um, and then that's the first four episodes. Yeah, I was like, you know what, this show is all right. And then they get to the fifth episode where they focus on the walking dude in Vegas, and I was just like, oh, holy shit! All right, Boy. now now you've kind of blown it. <laughs> yeah, now this, now it's turned into a cartoon. Walking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That shit looks like something out of Double Dragon or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, wait, what show am I watching now? People, I'm serious. It's like if they took, if if they took, like you said, every stereotype of the bad dude or bad people out of every, every apocalypse out there and combined it with every comic book movie that uh-huh. you've seen, you would get this shit. Like over there, like the bad, the bad people are way too exaggerated. Wait, way into it. And I was like, listen orgies and 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 fighting to the death and and pyrotechnics yeah well, that's that's fun for a couple of weekends but y'all are doing this every fucking day every day <laughs> people and every day it's it's 
it's strippers and, and yeah. one thing that's cool but then they get into motorcycle gangs there's fucking flames all the time all, all the burning time. shit gladiator nobody rings. wears shirts Co- there's costumes uh, <laughs> crazy ass costumes that people wear and they make sure that they don't brush their teeth so they look extra <laughs> evil <laughs> and what and what counts as being bad that's the thing about right. it it's like, it's like so, so people are fucking all day and, and that's one thing I would say about this is that don't think because it's CBS Access and you saw all the good and friendly stuff uh, before and even the snot might have been passable. No, when they get here, ain't nothing but titties and ass in the background yep. and people having sex and constantly. Pe- and people saying fuck. All the time. <laughs> all the time. But That's the only way you get to stay in there. But it's like, what counts as being bad? Because it ranges from different things like... You do drugs, okay, I don't think that's evil, but then, you know, okay, you murder people, that's bad, but then they also consider being just rude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you talk, you call somebody a name, oh, you need to go to Las Vegas, man. This is fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Once, Once that pops up, it suddenly became okay. This this very human story about bringing people together to something so comedically polarizing. <laughs> that shit was. And out. I was like, I, this was in the book. It this this is this is that part where we, we hit the Stephen King plot point where you're like, yeah, man, this might have seemed like a good idea back then. Yeah. Right now, we we know better. Nothing is this straight black and white. That story does not. It does not that black and white and. Yeah, honestly, if they really wanted to update this, that's where I mean that the book is outdated. Yes, because yes. That, that story. I understand. Like, look, I know this is your Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings are dealing with elves and mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> hobbits and shit, like and dwarves and shit. You know, even consistent. Sauron didn't go this hard. No, he didn't. No, it's not, it's not like y'all went to the volcano and everybody was fucking and dressed up like goddamn Mad Max and everything. Yeah, it's all Mad Max. Yeah, it's, all, it's Mad Max on fucking steroids and cocaine. That book is outdated, man, and that's what I've always had a problem with because I love the book because I think that Stephen King is a great storyteller. But it, yes, it's a fun adventure, but. But, but, that, but watching it play out in real life, it doesn't work. No, and if they really want to update this, they would have found a way to represent the evil in a more complex way. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have done it in such a straight way where like people, you know, start dressing up like them the fucking WWE and shit. Uh huh. You know, it's, <laughs> this is what Joel Schumacher would have done. Yeah. <laughs> If Joel Schumacher hooked up with Michael Bay, they would have done yeah. this shit. And that would have been fucking awesome. But yeah. that would have been at least consistent. They, right. they don't have that here. Shit, that would have been Boulder, Colorado right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have loved to see what they done with Las Vegas. Uh, you know, and the characters are just even, I tell you, even before they get to Las Vegas, they just, when they write bad characters, bad in this. Before they get to Las Vegas, even when people are, uh, even when people are sick, uh, and they and they and they are a danger. They are presented as uh, they're overacting, man. They're, they're they're acting is over the top too. This dude got a frog throat, and he's still coming out talking like the Joker and shit. How you doing, Doc? I wonder where you got to. I thought maybe you opted for the uh, the early checkout. You know, beat the traffic. So what's this? Tearful goodbye. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a drunk dude. Yeah, I know. I know. He's like a dude that's got the bathroom throwing up on himself. He's ready to start a fight with somebody in the bar. You know, man, it's it's <laughs> it's it. They don't know what to do with these characters, man. And even they like they're not consistent in tone. These bad characters. Uh, Nat Wolf, who plays, um, yeah, Lloyd Henry, like. 
I don't. He's a, he's he's so over the top. He's dressed like a pimp, but he's very flamboyant. He's supposed to be straight, but I don't think he realizes how gay he's playing that role. There's yeah. even a point he's talking about when they supposed to have a threesome with yeah. another chicken. He's like, "Girl, get on over here." And I was like, "No wonder your dick is soft." I know. Yeah, like <laughs> like ah, it's nothing happening. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that, and, and by the way, the actors are having a great time. They're good. I it's like Nat Wolf. I do too. I like and, him in that role. But but what was interesting, like when you started like showing him being with the bad people, and then you go to his backstory. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened, and you see like okay, with this robbery, I mean, I'm not saying he's not guilty, but it was really he kind of got caught up. But yeah. Then later, he yeah. fully embraces just. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is the walking dude, the bad dude, played by Alexander Skarsgård. He, who I he, also like. He, who I like in this, even though his character is a little too groovy for me. But you know, he 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 goes and he preys on on people's yeah right tendency to go one way or the, or the other. The barometer's leaning lead, uh, leaning one way. You'll probably go with them. If not, then you're know, like fuck off, man. I'm going to see uh, Whoopi Goldberg over in the cornfield. <laughs> but that's just the that's just a tip of it. I mean, they got a dude here, Tom Cullen. Who's a mentally challenged guy? Who I actually like. He's Man, played, I like him a lot. He's played by Brad William Hinkie, and I know people are gonna like shudder when you think of how they're gonna handle this mentally challenged person. But the actor's great. He is. He, he he's, you, he's actually my favorite character, and he's not in it much. Oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> he, can't, he can't read. Yeah. He's, everything he looks at, he's like, he look at something that says. Poison. He's like, I, I was looking at it in this bottle. It says M O O N. Drink up. <laughs> you know, it's a, he's that actor's great though. My yeah. name Tom Collin. I'm 41 years old. I cannot read anything, but if you give me a chance, I will do my best to do better. And people are like, fuck. <laughs> Anytime they interrupt him, he starts. Back he starts. Back <laughs> but he's such a sweet guy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He gets to Las Vegas and people talk about you, retarded motherfucker, you stupid ass. And he just takes it nice. Well, even the whole plan that the council comes up with. Well, I want to say too much right here, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, hmm. I'm just saying, the plan they come up with with the people, I, I thought, this is dumb. It was. Hey, this, 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 <laughs> I mean, look, it's in the book. You guys got to do it, but yeah. this is dumb. Yeah, they, they, that's, again, one of the many, there's so many dumb things in here. So many. So many dumb things, and some of the things that worked in the book that when you just read it, there's one thing to read, but when yeah. you actually see it in action, and I will say for what they did, that's outdated in that that movie, they did some things better. They, Las Vegas was not this crazy. They have money to make the, to make it this crazy here. Was it was it not this crazy in the? They book? were doing things, but they had money to make it insane here. I mean, I guess they felt like, hey, we got to pump it up. Yeah, because just just up until that point, the stuff they were doing, the little updates, I was like, okay, I dig this. This feels this feels modern. This doesn't feel so dated. The, the different things y'all are saying, the way things are working out. Uh, something I did have a problem with was the character of Nadine Cross. Well, before you get to her, because we're gonna, I got things lined out here. We get to that because I just wanted to say it just exaggerate a lot of shit and stuff got on my nerves. Some things that worked in the book, you read about it and it's okay. And then you see it in action or maybe they just got an actor who was just taking it way too far. Ezra Miller as Trash Can Man. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even get this me started. This motherfucker is just a slobbering, overacting Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah. So Ezra Miller. So Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the most Ezra Miller as you've ever seen. Oh, he's boy. at his Ezra Millerist oh, in this. Yeah, because I was like. You want to fight? Yeah, because I was so like, all right, I remember this character from the book. 
and I kind of liked reading the adventures of this character. Yeah. And this here, fuck you. Yeah, bro. this is uh, this is they call him Trash Can Man. He's a pyromaniac, and he loves setting fires and whatnot. And I remember seeing him in in the in the the, the nineteen ninety four series. I remember reading him in the book, and the character is crazy, but. Mm. This motherfucker just takes it way too far. Yeah. Way too far, he's, man. He's not believable as any human you've ever met. He's, yeah, mm. he is a Batman villain. Yes. This. He's, yes. In, he's insane. And, and like a Tim Burton Batman villain. Yeah. Uh, Amber Heard is not going to win any new fans with this. People look at this and be like, that ain't no character. That's fucking Amber Heard. <laughs> I, I, that's that's the one. Yeah, honestly, she's so unglammed, I didn't even recognize that was her until two or three episodes. Yeah. And then seeing it was her, I was like... Wait, okay, one, it's her, so people are not going to be happy. The other thing is what her character is, but she does such a, a out-of-nowhere about-face. Well, the the Because I remember, I remember her character being brought along where it was always like, hmm, and here it's like, oh, she's all right. And then suddenly it's like, what the fuck? Well, the story here, the thing is that Stephen King, he lays, what he, the, the way he writes, he lays in little elements here and there so that when they're triggered, they will they will uh, initiate another chain of, chain action of events. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things don't make sense. That's why you got crazy characters who see things or characters who see things. They don't make much sense. And that is another problem. With th- A lot of the problem with this that's going to happen is that it's just the material itself. It doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. the, and, even, and now, that is, now that we're doing it today, and if you're staying this close with the book, they're even more glaring, uh, especially with her character. Because her character... Our character has a connection with the the walking dude before the virus and shit even hits. The walking dude is pulling some mental pedophilia with her, and it's just fucking weird. And you look at it like you don't. It doesn't make any sense, but it's only to trigger something else later in the story. Mm. So that is one of the problems that I have with Stephen King. You ask yourself, why is the book so popular? And the reason why the book is so popular is because Stephen King. The characters might, 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 might not be the strongest, but Stephen King weaves a story excellently. He knows how to end a chapter with a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Well-timed cliffhangers. Uh, subplots, they intersect well and in fun ways. Personalities, that, that's why I was talking about the characters. They have these weird personality traits. Or, there's, or they're different, so different from each other that it's going to create an interesting dynamic when their plot lines have to intersect or they have to interact with each other. Uh, and even with the bad people, they had their own their own cartoonish way of being enjoyable. I think for me, this would have worked better had it been in order. Because without it being in order, there's a lot of things that don't have the same impact. The reason of putting this in order, and I'm saying this not even looking at the book. I'm thinking that you, if you have a narrative where you're getting everybody's storyline, their background... You're giving them time to like really focus on them and you get to know them. You're thinking like, oh, shit, how are they going to interact later? That's something that has impact. I think the int- the introduction of Mother Abigail was flat. Mother Abigail, play- who's played great by Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, by the way. Yeah, she does a good job. Whoopi Goldberg does a great job at this, but th- she's a mystery that everybody's seeing and everybody's on their way to see her. She's introduced way early and, and, and that's, in a way that's really not eventful either for me at least you know I because you might think differently but I thought because it should be such this emotional thing when they see oh my god I dreamed of you and I finally made it I didn't know if I was going to see you but they have her come in, in the middle of a scene like she'd been there the whole time no I'm 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 with you it 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 didn't have a great impact but it's one of those things where I'm like 
I'm caught in, I don't know how I'm processing this as someone who read the book, but yeah. read it so long ago that I've forgotten a lot of it. Mm. So, you know, there's going to be people who've never read it at all and come into the story new and people who've read it and are slavish about it and go like, no, this should be this, this should be this. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm just really thinking, because I'm, I'm not trying to hold the book to, against it, because I actually think the book is, now that I've seen it years later, it, it's, it has not, again, aged, well. aged very well. Uh, and I see that with things that they even changed here again that would, and I'm sorry, I guess I have to bring the book with me because I, I, I see things that could have been done better. Uh, the virus, when it hits, man, uh, it definitely has a, a clunky way of introducing the walking dude, Alexander Skarsgård, who's good as the character. I, when I saw it, I thought, that's perfect casting. Yeah. That's great casting. But he's supposed to be a result of the apocalypse. He's not supposed to start it. It's supposed to be like, oh my God, the world is burning and falling apart and death is everywhere. Now's my time. They do some real corny shit here where he's actually a part of the whole thing. This is the part that's originally at the beginning of the book where the soldier escapes with the virus because there's a malfunction with the door and he actually gets out and that's how the virus spreads. So in the book, it's just, it's, it, that's, that's, that's a true malfunction. It's a little bit different here. Shit, my man left the elevator open for the virus, and I'm like, ah, right, you know. That didn't bother me. That 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 did bother me, and and maybe like, like I said, maybe I hadn't read it, but you know, because uh, I guess if you haven't read the book, it could be like, oh, was this guy uh, the cause of this? Because he pops up everywhere in what is the uh, initial moment that the virus gets out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I, I just thought that these things would have had maybe a better impact had they had been introduced more gradually. Maybe they had a time constraint, maybe they had a money constraint, or maybe they truly did just want to, hey, you know, we want to change it up for the people who haven't, who, Honestly, who have not read it, and the people who have read the I book. Am, I am not one to advocate for more episodes, but I do think this should be split into two seasons. With one yeah. with us really getting to know the characters a lot better, so when they come together and interact, it means more. Well, you know what they, they have, did you hear what they originally wanted to do? They want to pull some Lord of the Rings shit, where they were going to do it in two or three parts. Yeah, okay, that that would have made more. It would in 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 uh, so they want to release it theatrically, mm -hmm. and they oh. want to make this like a trilogy. Oh, or at least at least two parts. Okay, you know it, enough to tell the story like they should. Sure, and so. Yeah, I'm thinking, man, like maybe maybe that would have been a, a I, yeah, better yeah, thing. No, but doing it this way with nine episodes, that's that's as much as, as doing three parts. Yeah. And that and maybe that that's what I'm saying. After seeing it for six episodes, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm thinking I want to see the last three. Yeah, it, it's it's kinda one of those where I'm like, I'm you know, I'm not that on it, but I've I've come six episodes at this point. I want to see the last three to no, see how they I, end it. I definitely do too. And like I said, man, I, I and you know that that six episode leaves you on a big cliffhanger. But I love some of the stuff that they're doing to, to actually keep people in. But some of the stuff I'm like, man, these characters just don't hold up all the time. Uh, Harold Lauder, man, 
it's just man, that character is just kind of annoying after a certain point. He's just a guy who just gives monologues in self pity. The actor's good. I like that guy who plays him. Oh, I, I, I like I like his take on the character. I, I like what they're doing with it. I mean, he's a de- detestable character. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. like I said, he, he he probably is the most updated to feel like people who have been in the news or that, you know, we run into. In yeah, the I'm saying I like him earlier. Later <laughs> on, and when he starts monologuing, I'm like, okay, this character is starting to bother me a little bit. Uh, you know, because now these characters are losing depth, even though they gave him more depth earlier. And he's one of the better characters in the book. He starts out real kind of corny and cliche. But then later on, uh, they talk about how he gets muscles and shit and he starts looking cool. But he just can't let that, that shit I, go. I, yeah, I, I remember the book feeling like Harold might turn things around. Yeah, he 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 might be all right. Well, I want to say too much, you know. But then it's like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but I I do like that actor. Listen, you know, I I think that there's a lot of silliness going on later as this continues. You have something where it's just characters who are just likable but don't have much depth, except for you know a few, a couple, three, but. Then you get into, as it goes on, you start getting Las Vegas, and the the, the real weakest parts start to come out. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to see what Stephen King does to change the last episode, how we do the conclusion here, how we do the big climax. Uh, I think, and also the, the source material itself keeps us from being great at this mm-hmm. point. I'll tell you this, it, it does keep you interested, and that is the power of Stephen King's storytelling. You know, he just knows how to weave a tale. And watching this with my wife, she is definitely wanting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. I mean, she says something. She says, that's stupid. How do they do that? What the fuck is going on? Can't nobody do that. Can we watch this episode? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, so, then, okay, then it's a success. Well, I, I think not completely, not 100%. Uh, I, think, I think even with this being out of order, probably more than being out of order, it keeps dang, some dangling strings there to keep people into it. But it's fun. That is what I would say. It's fun to watch. Uh, and there's and there's never a moment where when it ends, you're not trying to guess what's happening. So I liked it, man. I did like it. Uh, it's got some constraints that it just can't get over. Uh, and then there's some things they could have done better when they did this. But I give it a, a high rental. I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I really did genuinely enjoy the first four episodes and, and what they did with it. It's only in episode five when they get to Vegas where I start to turn around. But they've built up enough, like with, with so many Stephen King books, they've built up enough with these characters that I want to see them, I want to see them follow through t- to the end. Uh, so with three episodes left, I, I definitely want to check it out. And on the chance that maybe, hey, the things I don't like will get redeemed. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's in that limbo. It's, in, yeah. it's in, that, in that spot where it could happen. And that's more addictive than anything. Like, if you know it's going to work out, you're like, all right, I got it. And if you know it's not, you're like, eh, I know. But that, like, hmm, maybe it will. So I got to stick around for it. But I'm like you. It's a high rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's already on TV. It's, it's already <laughs> you know? on TV. Yeah, if you have CBS access, I would never say go see this at the movie theater. I would never. Even if it was, like, split up, I would just say don't do that shit. I mean, look, but- C- CBS All Access has been trying to get, like, they got Star Trek Discovery and they got the the Star Trek cartoon what um, Lower, Lower Decks, Decks Lower yeah. Decks, and um, the good the good fight, and it's kind of been like the streaming service with with three yeah. shows. Yeah, so for them to have a fourth one, it's yeah, like, I mean, all right. If, if you if you got CBS access already, 
I'm not look. I'm not going to even tell you to go get CBS Access for no. this. No, not at all. But if you have it, or if you have a means of watching this, yeah, definitely check it out. It is right where it is in the right place on TV, and it's a lot of fun to watch. It's just I wish it could. It's not great. I wish it could be better. I wish it could be better. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely something I keep you watching. It's fun. Keep yeah. If you can see it, if it's at all possible, but I wouldn't it, go out your way. But if you are a big fan of the book, uh, you might have to lose some of that. Yeah, well, that's with everything. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I know, but some people still can't. Yeah, they're called assholes. <laughs> it's not accurate to how I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, I stopped being an asshole a long time ago, at least in that area. I found other ways to be an asshole. It's much better, believe me. There's bitter days ahead. Death and terror. The dark man grows stronger every day. And soon he'll destroy all who stand against him. The world is now a blank page. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.